Hello and welcome to the Artisan Spotlight. I'm Erin and I'm here with Russell Riggle today. Russell, what is your artistry? Uh, it's called flint napping. Uh, how did you find flint napping? Like, how did you come across it? Uh, well, I uh, got the opportunity to uh, look at some arrowheads and I could just tell when I was looking at them that there was something going on that I really liked and wanted to, to learn. And how do they do that and uh, the process. And now, where where did you learn? Did someone teach you, or...? I'm self-taught. I just started banging rocks together, and uh, that didn't work so good at first, because I quickly realized that there was more to it than I thought, you know? It's not just hitting rocks together and an arrowhead pop, falls out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I got on the internet and started doing Google searches and just trying to learn anything I could. And uh, actually, I came across YouTube and uh, just watched lots and lots of videos. Way cool. Um, so, how long did it take before you kind of came up with like something that looked like an arrowhead or a shape? Uh, well, my actually my first try, kind of, I still have it, and it's my prized possession, really, my the, the one I'll never get rid of. You know, the first one. Um, it's not that great. It's very small and fat and all tweaked out of shape, but uh, it. You know, the, it was your spurring the, moment, though. Yeah, it's like, it was. It made you passionate. Like, look, I made it. Yeah. It looks oh, like yeah. an arrowhead. I, sh <laughs> I showed that thing to everybody. I was very proud of that first one. You know? Well, and you should be. I mean, you, but I've seen your stuff, and I think it is just beautiful. Uh, what kind of materials do you would you use for napping? We'll go into explaining it, but I want to let people know what it is that you use. It's not just rocks slapped together. It's no. all kinds of different materials. Yeah. No, not just any rock will work. you got to use something that fractures just right. Um, they call it conically fracturing and it produces a hertzian cone when it's struck and uh, so you, you gotta get out there and find those materials um, one thing that's really nice that works and is really available and cheap is modern glass and uh, of course uh, obsidian which is uh, basically a natural glass there's different kinds of flints and chirps jaspers agates um, what is your favorite to work with uh, my favorite is the the glass and the obsidian. Um, it it's a little easier to work. Um, it's it's more fragile, so you have to be careful with it. But uh, once you get it figured out, you can you can really do amazing stuff with it without having to uh, apply a lot of force to it like you do the flints. And um, so, what is the history like? What what is napping? It just for people who aren't sure what that means. Oh yeah, flint napping is the. Uh, uh, well, making stone tools um, by uh, reducing reducing rocks down and uh, making things like arrowheads, knives, scrapers, and, and different kind of tools like that. And what tools do you use? Because you said you were banging rocks together, and that obviously wasn't the, the right way to go no, about no, it. No, so. uh, You can use a rock. One, one tool is a rock, but you have to use it correctly, and it's called a hammer stone. Um, and nowadays you got more modern modern methods too, but the old ways they would be using like hammer stones, uh, antler, maybe even wood. Uh, you know the archaeological record they're still figuring all that out, but uh, a lot of guys are experimenting with all kinds of different things, even ivory and, and stuff like that. And then you got the more modern methods, which uh, are a little more available than, especially here in Southern California. Like antler isn't too too easy to come by, but you can find things like copper which works really well when you're working stone and uh... okay 
Um, what's your least, least favorite to work with when it comes to materials? Um, you know, I wouldn't say I have a least favorite. I'm the least... Or the hardest the to least, work with. The hardest for me has been the flint because uh, I kind of learned on glass and obsidian. And you have to, you have to treat the flints a little differently and be a little more aggressive with them. And I'm just not used to that because I'm used to being more careful with the obsidians and glasses. You have to be more strategic and delicate. Yeah, it's Where glass. The, it'll, it'll actually crack or shatter yeah, if you hit it uh, incorrectly. Yeah, and uh, the flint, you, you have to really put more force into it to get it to do the same thing you can with obsidian with a lot less force. Um, and it, it, a lot of people, they tend to have one or the other they like better, and it, it really seems to just depend on what they have the most of and what they, what they learned on, really. Because it's hard, it is hard to switch. You really have to switch your brain. Because, yeah, you know, it's the two different materials, and if you're hitting one harder and then you go back to the other one, you might shatter that first piece like, oh, oops. Yeah, you got to really remember, because if I'm working a lot of obsidian and then I try to go to flint, I, it doesn't go so well. And then the other way, too, if I work in flint and I'm getting good and used to it, and then I try to switch back to obsidian, I, I have some breakage issues until I settle down and, and remember to uh, treat it different. <laughs> Deep breath, this is glass. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so what kind of things do you create? I mean, I know you make arrowheads. Is there other things that you like to create with it? Yeah, most of what I do is uh, nowadays considered modern art. Um, instead of, I mean, I do make tools and they, they could be used, but a lot of what I do is just for the aesthetic beauty of it, uh, display pieces. Um, I do do a lot of arrowheads. Uh, knives, I love doing knives and uh, putting handles on them is, is really fun and trying to get creative with that. And then I also do uh, jewelry. Um, one of the first first things I ever did was get some earring clasps and make some earrings and uh, my wife just loved them so much and wore them everywhere so I thought hmm, maybe there's something to this you know and so I started doing earrings and, and necklaces too. I, I love your earrings and, and your necklaces I think they're so beautiful and every time I see them you have more and different stones and they're so cool. Um, the knife handles what do you make the handles out of because I noticed they're really beautiful and they're two layered it's an outside that looks almost like a wood, and then the inside I can tell is red shank, I think. Yeah, I did do a, well, quite a few different kinds of handles. We, we got the antler, uh, I like making antler handles, and uh, using different kinds of woods, even uh, bone, like a deer leg bone, or something like that. But there is one I do make using uh, all local woods. It's uh, Choya Cactus for the outer handle, and then the inner handle, uh, because the choy cactus is hollow, so I put a piece of red shank in there to kind of help uh, make it a little more, a little tougher, and then you could see it through all the, the holes that the choy cactus has. And it also helps uh, with the back cap that I also make out of wood and put on the back. And uh, then most recently, I've even been for the back caps uh, trying to do carvings, like uh, I just started doing eagles. Yeah, oh, and the eagles, they're really lovely. Aesthetically, they're just beautiful, those handles. I mean, really, they are pieces of art. I put a lot of time into them. <laughs> you can tell. They are just lovely. Um, do you have any advice for people who maybe want to take up napping? Uh, well, you'd be very patient, for one. Um, and if it doesn't go so well at first, remember it, it never does for anybody. Um, you're going to have the breakages and 
and problems and it it, it doesn't look right you know uh, and what these other guys are making mm-hmm. you got to remember those other guys have been at it for many years to be able to to get to that level it's something that you have to have a lot of patience for and uh even maybe be a little passionate about and uh also you've got to not be too afraid of cutting yourself because you are making uh you know basically weapons and and sharp tools and um, sharp glass using <laughs> using your hands you know this is all handmade you know uh yeah, I'd imagine that's a big mess after you're chipping away and chipping away. There's got to be a lot of little leftover pieces. There is quite a bit down there at your feet, and you got to be mindful of that, too. Um, Do you wear protective goggles? Oh, yes, yes. Wire eye protection for sure, because uh, you're breaking little little pieces of rock off and they're very sharp and if they get in your eyes it will do some damage yeah and i can imagine even with the flint if you're using more force then they're coming at you with more force too so yes oh yes um especially when you're doing what they call percussion work which you're basically hitting hitting the rock with another object Uh, it can you can get a little crazy and pieces can be flying everywhere and sometimes you get blasted in the face with a bunch of debris you know so definitely eye protection is mandatory and don't, don't do it around the kids and the dogs no and don't don't be a, <laughs> don't try to be a tough guy you know it's your eyes are important you gotta have those you can't nap again if you can't see where you're napping yeah yeah it'd be very difficult because you do rely on your eyes heavily um so is there any other any other thing you want to say about your passion about the napping uh, how many years have you been doing napping i don't think i asked you I think I've been napping for, oh, probably at least four years now, and uh, just recently in the last couple of years has uh, really been able to uh, turn out what I set out to to do, you know, it, it seems... Uh, so the pieces are starting to actually take the shapes that you want them to. What I was expecting at the beginning to be able to do so easily, yes, it's taken years, um, and it's, it's there's been frustrations, but there's also been triumphs, and... Uh, I even have some pieces that didn't go so well. They're, they're actually some of my most prized, prized ones, you know, those ones where uh, they didn't come out so well, but I, I learned, you know, and uh, made adjustments based on those. Staring at them for days and days and looking and what went wrong, you know. Uh, so you keep those as a reminder. So you're yes. like, see, I am accomplishing and, and yeah, things they, are progressing. So Yes, for sure. That is really awesome. I really love your work, Russell. Um, if anybody is interested in what Russell does or wants to see his pieces, Russell, why don't you go ahead and give them a phone number they can reach you at? Uh, yeah, you can reach me at uh, 951-763-1805. It was really great talking to you, Russell. Uh, we'd love to have you back again. If anybody out there naps or knows anything about napping and wants to come on the air with Russell and have a conversation or even just get together with Russell, go ahead and contact him. That'd be really great. And uh, if you're an artist and you're passionate about your craft, you can contact me via email, programming at 963koit.org, and we can feature you on the Artisan Spotlight and share your gifts, talents, and passion with the rest of the listeners. Thank you, Russell, for joining me. Thank you for having me. And I hope everyone out there has enjoyed this set of the Artisan Spotlight.